All right, with us right now, we've got Amanda Ward. Amanda, you are from awardinglife.com. You're a personal friend of mine. And you, you, you know, you kind of like, you're, you're kind of like your own Oprah, right? You help people live their best life. <laughs> and uh, I've never I, heard it said like that. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I should, uh, I'm, I'm very, very delighted to have Amanda in this conversation. This is part two of a three part series. And uh, in this conversation, we're going to talk very specifically about eating for busy parents and why when we're really, really busy with life, how that impacts our eating, what we can be doing instead that can really help us to live healthier if we have extra weight that we'd like to shed, uh, how you can, what changes you can make that are actually really going to work. Uh, and I should say, Amanda, that you and I have been working together um, in, in my first 43 days of following your program. I was able to drop three and a quarter inches off my waist. And all I did was just follow what you said to do. Uh, and I committed to it. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was helpful. Uh, I had some check-ins with you that helped with that process. Um, but it really wasn't rocket science. And when I say it wasn't rocket science, honestly, the eating is not that complicated. And that's going to dovetail or that's going to feed into what this conversation is all about. As we get started, I want the person who's watching this to know, uh, if you're watching this video, there's a link on the bottom of the screen and it's savingsangel.com slash 2020. If you're listening to the podcast and you want to see the video of Amanda and I talking, uh, so far it's been me going blah, blah, blah a lot. But <laughs> trust me, I'm going to let Amanda have the stage here. Uh, but if you go to savingsangel.com slash 2020, Amanda, you have a wonderful group uh, I want to say coaching program, but a community that you've built uh, with accountability and coaching and support and education. Uh, and anyone can go to that link right now and you can get 30 days free. If you decide that you'd like to stay a part of this community, then it's just $10 a month. And I can tell you firsthand that that support, that that um, program, that community is really what's allowed me and, and this is just in the past couple of months. Now I've now it's three and a half inches as of when we're recording this. And I suspect it's going to be more because again, it's all about what I did is all about what we're going to talk about in this, uh, in, in this episode in regards to eating. Uh, but Amanda, again, thank you so much for joining us. But I want to start off by one question. And that is in terms of someone says, I would like to lose weight. What percentage of the effort would you say is attributed to what you eat as opposed to, oh, I'm just going to go exercise? Baseline, uh, 98.9%. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is, that's, I, and I believe it. So I've done that. Like I trained for, uh, one of my goals, so I, I lost a bunch of weight uh, a long time ago, like about 11 years ago. Uh, and then I, I gained some of it back. Uh, and then I'm like, well, I'm going to lose that last, I'm going to lose that weight again. I'm maybe even a little bit more. And so I started training for a marathon. And so I was doing a lot of exercising. Mm -hmm. I was constantly running. And you know what, Amanda? I didn't lose any weight. I gained weight, in fact, during that training program. 
Uh, And, and it's, you know, I would look and I'd say, well, I burned 800 calories today. I should be able to eat 800 more calories of food. And it doesn't work out like that, does it? Nope. Nope. Not even a little bit. It's so much more complicated with that. I can't even like, that's funny because I hear a marathon here, right? Like I run marathons. So, so I totally get it. And, and that's the thing as somebody who, uh, just kind of offer just a tiny bit of self-disclosure to this point is that I've, I've worked out most of my life. Um, but over the past year, actually last summer, I kind of say kind of, because I didn't, it wasn't all or nothing, but I really took a big hiatus from my intense exercise. I, I basically entered into a season of rest and that was to deal with my own autoimmune struggles and some mm-hmm. energy deficiencies that I had. Um, but my, I, I'm human. It doesn't matter that I'm a wellness coach or a therapist. It, it's I'm human. And I had that initial gut fear of, Oh my goodness, I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to get fat because I, my body isn't moving. It is not the metabolism, all those things we've been taught. Right. I I'm healthier now than I was when I started and I did not gain a pound. And it's, it's, so that's what I mean when I so confidently say 98.9% of it is food. Um, it's not as simple as, as calories in, calories out the way, even though we're starting to be taught differently and there's a lot more mainstream functional alternative medicine being taught. Um, we really have it ingrained in us that calories in calories out is how we lose and gain weight, but it's really about energy, right? Like to your point, you know, if you start working out at a level that has you burning so many calories per day, your daddy, your body's going to adapt to that. It's going to learn it has to function at that level. And so maybe, maybe there's a little bit of weight fluctuation as you start or stop working out either side of that spectrum, but it's not very long before your body's going to find its new set point. It's going to find a new way to live and stay at its new homeostasis, whatever that is. So, um, what about the advice, uh, eat less, uh, move more? That advice makes my skin crawl. Um, I can't tell you how <laughs> but many the people... government gives that advice. <laughs> I, I know. And I don't watch the news. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, I can't tell you how many people have come to me and have said, you know, that has been recommended to me. Please help me find a workout. Please find, help me find a fitness schedule that fits this need, right? Um, and, and what we have found in almost, you, t- you said, you know, mentioned some people you've worked with. Like, I can't tell you how many people I've worked with where I've actually had to coach them to eat more and train wow. less. I, you know, I have these avid, uh, every now and then I get a, a beautiful woman who comes to me and she's like, I'm a triathlete and I'm a this and I run six days a week and then I lift at this and I go to Orange Theory or CrossFit or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's awesome. So glad you're pumped about that. How do you feel? (laughs) You know? And uh, so really what we end up doing is, is finding the balance that works for that individual. And it is not always eat less, move more. So we'll talk about that 1.1% of the formula <laughs> in, in our next episode. And in, in, in this one, I want to speak specifically about eating. Uh, mm-hmm. But So just look for episode three because uh, truth be told, exercise has a lot of benefit. Uh, but weight loss is you know, just one of the benefits. And honestly, if you really want to shed weight, my experience, Amanda, is you, is, and you can, you know, kind of go much more into this. It's, and it's not, I, I have, let me, let me just, let me, let me share my story real quick on, on the first time that I shed 
my 57 pounds of weight or 60 pounds of weight. Um, it was sheer white knuckling, really low calorie, uh, didn't really do any exercising, but it was just, just calorie restriction. And I stuck with it and I was so miserable during the process. I lost the weight, but guess what? I gained immediately. Like I, I dropped all that weight immediately gained 15 to 20 pounds back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and calorie restriction alone is probably not the best strategy for long-term health and vibrancy and, and staying at a healthy weight. Why is that? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, you just nailed it right there with the long-term piece. Again, when we talked a little bit about human psychology in the, in our first conversation, but an initial change is going to create an initial reaction. It doesn't matter what area of life we're looking at, right? So if you start restricting calories from your body, it is automatically going to say, Oh, we have, Oh, Oh no, we don't have enough. And that's where weight loss comes from, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's burning more than it's taking in. Right. Well, after a period of time, your body was made to adapt. Like this is the way we're made. And if we weren't made to adapt, then we wouldn't be here. We'd all be dead because we wouldn't adapt to all of these challenges and stresses and changes in life. So your body goes, oh, you're changing things up on me? Okay, I'm going to learn how to operate at a lower level. I don't need as much food called metabolic adaptation. Right. When you get to that point, that's what people call plateaus. It's go, wait a minute, it was working. Why isn't it working anymore? Yeah. And suddenly they find they have to either restrict more, right? Or be okay gaining their weight back. And that's no way to live. That's exactly what happened to me. And so um, so now with your group coaching program, what you do is you teach healthy eating principles. Um, You and I were able to do some individual coaching as well, Mm -hmm. which you offer. Um, And by the way, um, and this is not, I don't make any affiliate. This isn't an affiliate relationship or anything like that on your $10 group. $10 a month group coaching program, which is amazing. Um, And if you just, the person who's watching or listening to us, again, savingsangel.com slash 2020, uh, which is the year, (laughs) um, you will be able to um, get 30 days free um, to, uh, and they, they've got, what, what, what do you have in terms of like the, the education? Like you've got videos that you offer. What can you kind of share what, what is included in that, Amanda? Yeah, actually, just just in the past year, we've launched an online classroom component to the group coaching program. And you can go into that that classroom and it's ever growing, it's ever developing and accumulating over time. But there are user friendly guides, there are resources, there are modules where um, what we cover in the platform, the communication platform of the group, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, that stuff is being added to this online library because the communication really does happen inside of a Facebook group. It's kind of that channel of communication where I pop out some education every day and then I put a check-in, a daily accountability post at the end of the day. So we bookend the day with influence and accountability. And then everything that happens in between is up to you in your life. You're checking in, you're asking questions, you're not, you're waiting until the end of the day and then reviewing your day. You're getting that, that first, uh, several of my clients tell me first thing in the morning, you know, we talk a lot about routine. And so I'm a big um, believer in routine, creating structure and security. 
And when I say security, I don't just mean safety. I mean, it secures the rest of your day being what it needs to be. So a lot of times uh, I'll have people tell me that they get up, they drink their water, they do their repetitions of whatever it is. um, And this is all very individual work. And then they check into the group and they say, okay, what is my focus for the day? You know, maybe I'm teaching about intermittent fasting, or maybe I'm talking about anti-inflammatory foods, or maybe I'm reminding you what lunch could look like today, that sort of stuff. Um, So it's kind of constant influence that is not only available as needed, but available in a consistent manner so that you're building a cushion around your, your core desire, which is to be healthier and to be your best you. You know, a lot of people will be tuning into this and, you know, they're just looking for, you know, information on what to eat uh, or what they shouldn't be eating. I mean, that's very, very common with what people are looking for. So let's talk about a couple things. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing I want to talk about, Amanda, uh, is something that that you stress a lot. Uh, and even though I was like, well, okay, I guess I'll do it, uh, is this uh, is kind of an anti-inflammatory approach to eating. Why are you a proponent of that? Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> I mean, I all I can say is it worked, even <laughs> if I don't agree with it, it worked. <laughs> right. And well, I was like, I don't, don't agree with it. I just didn't, I don't really have a lot of information on an right. anti-inflammatory diet, but I could just tell you that, you know, cutting out dairy and carrying, cutting out peanuts and cutting out, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the, uh, you know, gluten in the breads and that sort of thing for a, for a season, right? Um, yeah, right. I was like, okay, I can't argue with the results. I, this right. is good. I feel good. Right. I'm not crashing. Okay, I'm answering your question. I'm so sorry, Amanda. I'll let you. I'll let you explain why you are a big fan of anti-inflammatory diet. Well, and it's fun that you're answering the question because that means that that means that. You didn't just follow a program, lose some weight and be happy about it. Like you are a completely different vessel of knowledge now because of what you've Mm. gone through. And that's the point. We glean information for ourselves and we become what we know. So anti-inflammatory, maybe it's not a word you see plastered all over the next big diet, but at the end of the day, what that means is eat real food because our bodies were made to process real food. And Truth be told, so much of the food industry um, has become about creating the tastiest, quickest, cheapest version of whatever it is that people are wanting. Um, and, and that stuff is stuff. It's not food. And so what you, what you get is what we've already talked about. There's a, there's a parallel effect with how we're made and how we live. There, for any stimulus, there's a reaction. So here comes this food that's not really food and it's additives and it's colors and it's dyes and maybe the animal it came from was pumped full of chemicals, whatever. There's a million different ways this could happen. And your body goes, oh, I don't know what to do with that. And it reacts to it and it reacts with inflammation. And you don't have to look very far on Google to find out that inflammation has been identified as the number one source of illness, weight gain, you know, chronic disease, pretty much every problem we have comes from inflammation. Um, And so when we address physical health from a standpoint of inflammation, we go, okay, well, I have to stop putting in what my body is inflaming around. And as soon as you do that, all of that inflammation goes down. And not only do you get your initial spike of what we see on the scale or in our pants as weight loss, you also start to feel differently and you start to, to feel more. 
And so anti-inflammatory diets not only help us lose that inflammatory bloat and puffiness that we're carrying around, they also open up our consciousness and help us to understand ourselves better. And remember, that's a huge component about the way I teach wellness is you have to be able to read yourself. You have to know your body and what it needs and how it feels best. So anti-inflammatory diets are really the gateway into understanding what I can eat, what my body doesn't like. And so that, that brings us to, you know, understanding even some food sensitivities. And this is where I go back to that umbrella statement of like one specific way of eating is not for everyone. You know, there are some people who can eat grains and who can eat dairy and that's amazing. Good for y'all. And then there are some people who know how much of each thing that they need to, to not eat because they've opened up the space to be able to discern within themselves what's best for them. Yeah. You know, another thing, Amanda, that that I think a lot of people have been hearing about a lot lately, especially, gosh, over this past year, uh, Mm -hmm. is uh, intermittent fasting, which if you're not really familiar with it, or it sounds either scary or weird, like, whoa, I'm not going to eat during a period of time? What? That seems unhealthy. Can you kind of share a little bit about your insight on IF? And uh, I should say that that I am a proponent of it in a very very (laughs) big way. And I can just tell you from a user experience that, yeah, it takes a few days to a week to really kind of adapt and like, um, respond to what you thought were hunger sig- signals uh, mm-hmm. differently. So it used to be that I would have these what I felt or felt like hunger signals at night, and I'd say, "Oh my gosh, hunger! I need to take care of this." And then I yeah. would go and I would eat a bowl of cereal and uh, or something, right? And something, and, uh, and so. Through the exercise of, you know, being in an eating window or not an eating window, I've learned to acknowledge what really is hunger and what is, you know, just kind of like this pattern uh, yeah. that, that I had developed. Uh, yeah. Boy, there's so many benefits, health benefits to allowing your body to rest. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, yeah. I'll let you, maybe, I, I, I don't know, I, say, I wouldn't even know, I just finished a book by Dr. Jason Fung. So like my brain is like, you know, yes. exploding with, you know, knowledge yes. about the benefits of allowing your body to rest. But I could just tell you that from, from again, one more user experience from this yeah. is that it's just a lot easier to, to stay uh, on, on, on a healthy eating program and not mindlessly eat things that don't support me in my eventual goal, which is weight loss. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's the ticket right there is developing mindfulness, which is a skill and we can all access it. But truth be told, our influences in our environment and the diet culture um, kind of deter us from, from building that skill. And that's where a community of support and accountability comes in. Like, you know, and really it's very helpful, but with regards to the intermittent fasting piece, I'm going to throw a blanket statement out there first and say that, you know, 
individually speaking, it's not for everyone. And there are many reasons for that. And it's not that, oh, it's healthy for some and it's not healthy for others. No. I mean, you know, Dr. Fung is an expert in intermittent fasting and you know, probably from reading that book, but you could also do a quick, you know, PubMed search and see the research is there. This is, this is something that's good for us. Cycles, seasons, bouts of rest and bouts of doing, right? This is, again, I, I talk in parallels, but mm-hmm. it mocks the way that we're supposed to be living. And um, in that regard, so many of us are already practicing some level of intermittent fasting already, unless you are eating through the night. Right. And that's <laughs> the, the occasional midnight snack here yeah. or there, whatever. But in general, people are not eating between the hours of hopefully like 8 p.m. and, and when they wake up in the morning. Right. Um, but, but the research is showing us that your body actually hasn't even fully processed or digested or detoxed the things that you took in yesterday for a little bit longer than that. So it's super simple. Like the way that I recommend it first for people to, to play with, it's not health, it's not dangerous or risking your health at all, um, is to practice what it would be considered like a 14 to 16 fasting our fasting window followed by that that next level of eating. So I call it 16:8. So maybe you finish your your dinner at 7 p.m. Okay, the goal now is not to eat until 11 a.m. the next day. And so you give mm-hmm. yourself that 16 hours to really allow everything to happen and we just talked about inflammation, but this is a big big factor in decreasing inflammation in our body is actually giving your body the time and space it needs to get things where they need to go and to get things out. Um, and so maybe that's a little bit of a struggle for someone at first, but so they usually eat breakfast at 7am and they're going to push it back till eight and see how that goes. And then they're going to push it back till nine and see how that goes. It's not an all or nothing fail or succeed process. You dip in and out of it over time. We just develop a cycle for the way that we give our body time to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. You know, and, and I just had a friend ask me, uh, you know, which is better, uh, keto or intermittent fasting. And I'm like, why is it an either or thing? And so I think he's just looking for a way that he could do this, right? And so yeah. I think an easy way that you can you could just dip your toe in the water is a great place to start with intermittent fasting is, is what's known as a 16-8, which basically yeah. says that you're going to eat within an eight-hour window. So for me, that was generally 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And that was my eating window. And then if it's after 6 p.m., that's great. I'll just wait until tomorrow morning and then I'll eat then. And so just that exercise alone uh, and, and, you know, do that for a week, do that for a couple of weeks, do that for 30 days. And don't worry about going to, well, I'm only going to eat, you know, OMAD or one meal a day, you know, or, you know, start doing, you know, 24, 36 hour fast. Don't worry about that stuff at the beginning. Like just get comfortable with the, uh, uh, you know, just being much more aware of, well, you know, what you thought was, and again, this is for me, this is user experience. It's training yourself to not freak out when you have that slightest tinge of, Ooh, am I hungry right now? Uh, you know, maybe I should eat. No, you you actually don't need to. And what I found Amanda is that, uh, because I responded differently to those very quiet, you know, uh, you know, uh, what I would consider hunger before, I just don't, freak out ever that, that I, you know, if, if I don't eat 
like for, let's say it's like I ate at 10 and I was just really busy at work and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's dinner time. I don't even notice Mm -hmm. now. That Mm -hmm. is one of the gifts that intermittent fasting will give you is that you're not a slave to your hunger pangs or supposed hunger pangs. Yeah, I know I couldn't have said that better. It it definitely frees you up from food. It is a strategy to de- detract yourself from the obsession of food that we've gotten caught in. And you know, you hit on that mindset and psychology piece again with we we find ourselves in the trap of scarcity. You know, it's like, "Oh, I got to eat now or I'll never eat again." Or, yes, "Oh, right. I got to go because the hot and ready sign is on, so I have to go now." You know, we get this And it's just this urge that comes up and we respond to the urge. And that's that immediate gratification piece. So again, this is a great place to, to, to say that when you have the accountability system in place, you know, oh yeah, I have to talk about this. This is a thing. Like I'm, I'm working to not do that anymore. Becomes a conversation. Yeah. Well, Amanda, I know you've helped a lot of great people with your, your community. And again, Savings Angel members, you get 30 days free. Don't be telling all of Amanda's other people about this, but <laughs> <laughs> it'll be our little secret. Uh, but you can get those 30 days free if you go to savingsangel.com slash 2020. And again, there's I'd save, I don't make any money on that. I just absolutely love the work that Amanda's doing. Um, I believe in it. It works. I was able to drop over three inches in 43 days uh, uh, off of my waist. So, I mean, it out the anti-inflammatory program, Amanda, that you coach. And again, you could just go in, watch all the videos, you know, jump into the resource, join the community, get going. And if you decide that you want to stick around, it's just $10 a month. Uh, and Amanda, what are some results of some people that, um, that, that you've been able to work with? Like what, what kind of stories have you been able to be a part of? Ah, gosh, they make me smile. And I, you know, you get a little, little off guard there, but just a couple, um, one, one person, uh, dropped 30 pounds and ran a marathon within a year had had. Yeah. And it's so fun. The reason that one pings in my mind so quickly is because I also teach fitness classes locally and she happened to be um, a local, but also a member of the virtual community. And, um, you know, every time she picks up a 30 pound dumbbell, she'll go, Oh, this used to be me, you know? So that one sticks very close to my heart. Um, several marathons have come out of the coaching group. Um, yeah. and that doesn't have to be your goal, but you no, know, right, right. that's a thing. And they, I could never do that. Right. Yes, you can. Um, I, I, I think I saw Amanda, yeah, if I could say, like, uh, th- for me, that was one of those things that I felt like I could never do. And by the way, I, listen, I, you don't have to do a marathon, like no. half marathon, <laughs> 10K, 5K. Like if that's your big audacious, like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could ever do that. Like maybe, or ride a bike for 20 miles. For me, Amanda, my first goal in, in running was to be able to run without stopping, run to the back gate of my big neighborhood subdivision area and back. And that was four and a half miles. Uh, and yeah, that yeah. was like, I, I can't imagine doing that because running around the block is painful for yeah. me. Uh, oh my I gosh. know what that's like. And so yes. being able to run four and a half miles without having to break into a walk, the first time I did it, I cried because I was like, I, you know, I've never been an athlete in my life. I was the heavy kid in school and I was never good at sports and to be able to do something like that. And then eventually, you know, for me, I did, 
have a goal of wanting to see if I could run a marathon. What provoked me was at the time, uh, we're not going to talk into it because we know, <laughs> we know how this ends, but biggest, I was watching Biggest Loser, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll keep our commentary uh, pithy on that. Uh, <laughs> but one thing that they did do in season seven is at the end of it, they all ran a marathon. Again, yeah. you know, they're doing some running and walking and that sort of thing. And I'm like, man, if these guys can do it, I yeah. can do it. And sure enough, uh, you know, I dropped a bunch of weight, uh, trained for and finished my first marathon. And I ran the Disney marathon here in Orlando. And uh, one of those things I thought, no way, no way yeah. I could ever do. And it's like, if other people can do it, and again, marathons, uh, you know, that's well, that's right. You know, your a marathon is. Honestly, yeah. is a huge, huge deal for a lot of people. And that yeah. might be your thing. Well, and you know, it doesn't even, it's, a, it's not even specific to running. Like, I think just right. the words, like, I could never because I am too unhealthy mm. to, to have too much body weight, whatever. The, the, the idea is, is that that's your marathon and yeah. you know, it's, it's coming up Run in my and mind. play with my kids in the park for an hour that, straight. Uh, oh. do, do five pushups on my toes. I had, there's a woman in the group who quit smoking because oh. she was get, able to get so close to understanding how her body felt that she used that support to be able to, to stop this habit she didn't want to do anymore. There have been people who, you know, this is not a claim. I am not a medical professional, right. but there have been people coming off of certain medications because they no longer need them. So your marathon is specific to you, just like your wellness is. Yeah. Well, Amanda Ward, my friend, thank you so much uh, for, for joining us and, and having this conversation about eating for busy parents and, and how we can eat in a way that will support our health a little bit better. Again, I, I'm going to, so I love that you shared that 98.9% of <laughs> the That's my number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for the, again, uh, episode three, we're going to talk about that 1.1%. Yeah. We'll talk about all the other benefits that you get from exercise too. Uh, and, cool. and I'll share some of my own experience with that as well. So Amanda Ward, again, just go to savingsangel.com slash 2020-2020. And you could join Amanda for free for 30 days. Uh, and then if you decide that you'd like to continue to be a member, then it's just $10 a month. It's a wonderful support community that's going to help you hit all of your health goals for 2020. Amanda, thank you so much for that offer. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And we'll chat with you in about a week or so for part three. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, so far, it's been me going blah, blah, blah a lot. But <laughs>